Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And the purpose of this podcast is to really show you the authentic experience of what it's like living up here on the last frontier and that all the experiences that people have who are actually living up here right now. And today, I'm very lucky to have a friend of mine, Sarah, who lives over in Homer, and she's going to tell us about um, her experience of what it's like living at the end of the road and here in Alaska. It's kind of a small little community at the end of the road, um, at the end of the Kenai Peninsula, and it's very popular in the area. So please welcome Sarah. Hi. <laughs> All right. We got, we got this to work here, so I'm glad we <laughs> making this happen. <laughs> So I guess the yeah, first, yeah. so I guess the first question is, um, how long have you lived in Homer? Um, I moved to Homer with my son in May of 2020. So it's been almost two years now. Oh, wow. So you moved right during like COVID and the pandemic and everything. Yes. The best time to move. I really recommend it for everyone. Just take advantage of that mid pandemic move. That's, I mean, that's ideal. That's ideal. Don't do it. (laughs) So did you have a whole lot of stuff to, to move? Cause I know like the Alaska ferry system, the, the ferry was, um, very behind bogged down, almost non-existent. Um, did you guys just fly there or how did you get all your stuff there? Uh, so we flew here. I shipped one box through the U S postal service and I, came with two carry-ons um that's about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's really about as simple as you can get i mean i i did that you know myself and you have the option i mean i definitely select that one every time for sure um pretty much just started from scratch i think right so i guess what brought you initially to homer did you just see a postcard and think that was a great place to move to or what uh what initially brought you to Homer? So my best friend had moved to Homer probably, gosh, 15, 16 months before I did. And she said that you should totally come up for the summer. And I was just like, yeah, I'll come up for the summer and hang out for a little bit because I was graduating from college with my associate's degree. And I figured that I'd been in school the whole time my son had been alive basically. I started school when he was three months old. I figured it'd be a nice little break to, you know, come up to Alaska for a summer. And pretty much on my second or third night here, um, I was watching the sunset at like, you know, 11 o'clock and um, the, the moon was coming up over the mountains across the bay. And it was just like this super full moon. And it was just amazing. And the mountains were pink and purple and glowing orange. And I was just like, holy crap, I'm never leaving. So it sounds like that was a, that was a pretty good first impression for you. Yeah, it was like, I just saw that. And I was just like, huh, well, this is what this is making my soul sing right now. So it's going to hang out here for a while. <laughs> Now, for people who might not fully understand what the views are in Homer, um, can you kind of describe what the the layout is of the town? So Homer is 
kind of interesting. So it's by the ocean. So it's got a nice little sea town by what's the beach town, not sea town. Beach there town. we go. Um, uh, so it's nice little beach town community. Um, you have the spit, which is like this little peninsula of land that comes off. And at the end of the spit is it's like four miles long. At the end, there's the harbor and like some um, gift shops and the boardwalks and stuff. Uh, so there's that area. And then you have town and I haven't really thought of much about the layout of Homer, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that's always stood out to me is you've got the harbor right there. You've got the mountains like coming right out of the water on the other side of the bay. And then you've got the glacier just like visible from the spit and from the town also just off to the, yeah. um, I guess that's the, was that South, Southeast, I guess that would be facing. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's got a I lot to offer. I know there's some places not in Homer proper, but if you go out East end a little bit, um, like past Homer towards where the Russian villages are, if you go out that way, a couple miles, there's a few little hiking spots. And from there, I think you can see like three glaciers. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Quite a lot. Now, when you say Russian, uh, Russian villages, that's a, that's a new one on me. So tell me about this. <laughs> so, so there's Sterling highway and you come into Homer and if you just, uh, go through town and you go follow the road all the way to the very end, there's some switchbacks that are just, you know, a steep dirt road, um, that, you know, switch back and forth. And at the end of that, there is a Russian village. Huh. That's interesting. So, like, like everything's in Russian. If you don't speak Russian, you're going to be out of place like that. Um, I haven't actually made it back that way because I hear it's not very welcoming to, um, a young white female on her own who is not Russian. <laughs> so, uh, have not made it out there. Gotcha. But, that's, that's fascinating. Like, is it hundreds of people back there? Like up to a hundred thousands? Like how many, I, I've just never heard uh, of Russian villages near Homer. So I'm kind of <laughs> geeking out about this right now. I had no idea this was there. Yeah. According to the Google machine, there's about 520 people living out in Fox river, which is the Russian village or one of the Russian villages. There are three. Man, that's fascinating. I had no idea mm -hmm. that I was back there. Like I, um, you know, met with a lady in Seward one time, just while I was visiting and, um, you know, Christmas Eve, just as one does going Christmas shopping and, um, you know, pop into this little shop and like hers, like, I think hers was very German, but they had a lot of Russian stuff in there too. And she was talking about these small little, you know, pockets of German or Russian villages around Alaska too. So yeah, fascinating. Yep. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so what were some of the big challenges you had as you were moving to Homer proper though? Uh, yeah. So when I moved to Homer, I was, I had no expectations, honestly. Um, so for me, it was just like getting used to how 
condensed everything is because in Homer, like within the city limits, you have pretty much everything you can need that isn't Walmart. So you've got the grocery store, you've got, you know, a bunch of different places you can go for like auto parts. You have, you know, restaurants and like everything is just so condensed. It's like all within five minutes. That sounds a lot like Eagle River where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I definitely think so. Yeah. So how many people live in Homer? Like I've kind of seen, I mean, it's gotta be very seasonal, but like full-time people who actually live there though. Um, the last population um, census, the last census data that I saw said it was like around 5,000 people. Gotcha, man. So it's actually about the size of Seward. It's just that seasonal influx that makes it feel a lot bigger, huh? Yeah, for sure. Man, that's, ooh, that's, ooh. that's interesting. So how would you describe the culture of, of the town then? Is it very, you know, the people kind of keep to themselves? Is it pretty close knit? Is it kind of every man for himself? What's the, what's the, what's the vibe of the tribe over there? Everyone is pretty close-knit. Sometimes it's difficult to kind of get yourself worked into the groups of people who are already established, who work in the same industry and see each other every single day through the summer and hang out with each other throughout the winter. Um, It's kind of hard to get into those groups, but once you are in them, everyone's just like, oh, your family, because not a lot of people here have their family here. And so we create our own family pretty much. Gotcha. So it's not really that anyone's like exclusive or anything or trying to exclude anybody. It's just the connections you do have with the people that are, um, that you do associate with are going to be, you know, so strong that um, really talking to including anyone else might be, might be a little bit of a challenge at first. You got to warm up to people. Yeah. And I know people who don't really make an effort on people who are new to town because there's always such a influx of people who come to work one season and then leave and don't come back. People don't really, I know people who have been here for a while who don't want to invest a lot of time into someone who's not going to come back. So that's, that's an interesting aspect that I've really noticed as well. It's kind of like being a military brat, honestly. I think so. so yeah. So what are the industries that, uh, that bring people to Homer? I know Homer, almost everyone I know in Homer is a fisherman or a pilot. <laughs> they go out for chartered fishing trips with, you know, what we call the tourists. Like right now it's, mid-March and I know people who are already working full-time as they're you know helping those people who are going to come up get their trips planned I know people who are working to get boats ready right now like everyone is gearing up for the summer which is just going to be four to five months of just fishing every single day right yep that's uh that is the Alaskan summer so I guess uh can you explain to people 
when they hear about Alaska, they just assume everything is like 10 feet under snow and negative 50. So can you kind of describe what the weather is like in Homer around this time of year? So this winter has been interesting. We had some good snow in like November, December, January-ish, but now most of that has melted and it's really nice weather. Like it's in the thirties and forties, which, you know, maybe doesn't sound warm to someone from (laughs) somewhere where that's the whole winter, but I feel like I've acclimated to Alaska pretty well. And now when it's like 35 degrees and really sunny, I'm just like, oh man, it's hot outside. (laughs) What's going on here? Um, yeah, it's, it's rainy sometimes. Uh, the, the weather's honestly all over the place. It's hard to predict what's actually going to happen just because the mountain ranges can break up a bunch of storms that are supposed to be coming in or it's just all over the place, really. Right. Well, then you've got the the, the ocean like right there too. So that's also, that's also kind of big, putting a big question mark on the weather too. Yes. Um, at its coldest... How cold would you say it gets in Homer? Um, this past winter has been a really bad example. Um, so this past winter, winter 2021 to 2022-ish, um, the coldest weather that I had with the wind chill, it was like negative 13. Oh, wow. Um, yes, but... The oh, wow. As in that, like, that's, that's really not that cold. <laughs> for it's not that cold, but like not for wind chill, not with wind chill. <laughs> I'm from Georgia. So negative 13 for me is just like, holy moly, my nose is going to fall off. It is so cold out here right now. Um, it's not cold for Alaska, but it's cold for, for me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the other side of it too, is I, do you guys have more humidity down there just cause you are right next to the ocean or does that, that really not play into it? Um, I feel like we have a little bit of humidity, but again, I am not really the person to ask because I'm from Georgia. So I'm used to like super humidity (laughs) being all encompassing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome though. So, okay. So it's around March now people are, are gearing up for tourist season and looking forward to the, looking forward to the summer. Um, what are the big kind of local events that the locals really look forward to? Because I know here in Eagle River, we'll look forward to stuff like the, the Bear Paw Festival. And um, we've got the Alaska State Fair that's right down the road. Obviously, we've got, you know, Baldy, we can go hike up any day of the week. Um, are there any big kind of local events that locals really look forward to? Yeah, I know a lot of people look forward to like the salmon derbies that happen yearly with the annual salmon derby. Um, During the springtime, I think everyone's just really excited to go outside and just enjoy Homer, which is just restaurants and people in the bar. (laughs) Love the bar. (laughs) Yeah, can't can't really do much better than that. What's what's your favorite bar there? Um... Gosh, I think my favorite is Alice's just because it's, it's kind of a kid friendly bar, which is weird to say, but, <laughs> but no one, 
<laughs> no one minds if you they have a ball pin in the back <laughs> <laughs> um for a while they actually had like a little toy room off to the side that had like some pinball machine like a little um a little putting set and some blocks and stuff um so that's awesome. I I thought you were going to say the Salty Dog Saloon because I swear everyone oh. in this area has some kind of hoodie with the Salty Dog on it. <laughs> yes, the dog is pretty awesome. It is the place to be in the summertime. Everyone comes in from fishing and it's right by the harbor. So if you want to find your friends in the summertime, they're probably at the dog having a post-fishing drink, having a good time. If you're uh, if you're there and trying to find a rental property, might not be a bad place to hang out. <laughs> it might not be a bad place to hang out. No, <laughs> it's a good uh, watering hole. <laughs> that's awesome. So, are there any big um, hikes or anything like that you like to do around around Homer? Like, what do people who actually live there? What do they like to go and do? How will the fishing off the table? Like, that's a given. Yeah, um, here on this side of the bay, there are quite a few little hikes to do, like Diamond Creek Trail and Rogers Loop Trail, the Eveline Trail System, Calvin and Coyle Trail. Um, walking on Bishop's Beach is always really nice. And most of these trails are very kid-friendly and relatively easy to do. Looking for a more intense hike with closer mountainous scenery um most people go across the bay for that as you you can hike the glaciers you can hike the grace ridges across the bay china poops across the bay like you know there's so much trail system to be had across the bay you just have to get there gotcha so getting there then is it kind of a easy thing to find someone willing to, I don't know, ferry you across, drop you off and pick you up or, you know, how does that work? Yeah. The, the water taxis in Homer are awesome. Like they, um, are very knowledgeable about the different hikes across the bay and they know, like they have a pretty good idea of like how long it should take you to do it, where to drop you off and where to pick you up. So that way you have like the most pleasurable hike that you can have. So um, it can be a little pricey though. I think last summer it was like $80 per person to get across the bay, which yeah. uh, I don't know if that's pricey for everyone, but that's pricey for me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of about what I would expect though. Um, yeah. I mean, I could, well, yeah, I guess it's about what I would expect though. I mean, I could probably get like a small puddle jumper flight and like take it from all the way from Anchorage to Homer, but then it's getting across that water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would, uh, that would be the, the tough part. But I mean, the cool yeah. thing about that is, um, you do go out there, you're on the, you are on the ocean, not the open ocean, but you are on the ocean odds of seeing some kind of a killer whale or, um, I don't know. What kind of whales do you guys get up there? I've seen orcas. And then we have like a few orca pods that hang out here in the bay during the summer. I'm not sure 
what other whales there are. Just because I haven't seen them doesn't mean they're not here, but I know orcas are the most common. Ooh, well, thanks for, thanks for letting me know about that. I was, uh, of course, of course. I've got a, I've got a paddle board. I was seriously planning on taking that out and, um, having fun out, well, the, in the, out in the bay, but yeah, killer whales. No, I'm not about that. <laughs> well, I mean, the orcas are pretty well fed. There's a lot of fish to be had here. We don't really look like that great of a snack to them. No, not really. College is, is probably, oh no, I, I know it's a completely irrational fear, but they don't have to be trying to knock me over to knock me over. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I don't know, maybe it's since, Okay, I think I, I have a theory that um, I have carrying a lot of childhood trauma because you know Free Willy was like my my big hero when I was growing up, and I was one of those kids like writing all the letters to uh, SeaWorld at the time, you know, Free Free Willy, and you know they did it. They listened to the uh, listened to the um, advice of a lot of six and six to ten year old kids. And they released the whale and he died in Iceland trying to perform tricks for some fishermen to get fish. <laughs> yep. So now every uh, time I see a killer whale, it's like, oh, they, uh, they know. They know, <laughs> they know is, it's my fault. They know They're it's my fault. Here comes, here comes accountability. <laughs> Orca justice. <laughs> And they say they've never had a recorded incidence of a uh, whale killing somebody in the wild. But, you know, realistically, is that true or are they just that good at covering their tracks that we don't know? Well, I mean, they don't really leave any tracks in the water, so. Exactly. So much easier for them to get away with it. It's so, true. Yeah. That's the, the big takeaway for this podcast. Killer whales are murderers and don't take a paddleboard into the bay. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing you must know about Homer. It's that. It's the orcas are out to get you. <laughs> Shoot, they'll, uh, they'll probably disguise themselves on people on land. So, you know, watch out for that too. <laughs> if you see an orca with a mustache, it's not a person. It's just an orca. It's like, wait a second, there's something off about you. <laughs> His eyes are way too big. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, so moving on here. I'm not sure where we got, how we got there. But uh, yeah, so what are some of the best places you would recommend people go to for, for just seeing scenery? Um, you know, we'll include across the bay too. Okay, um, well, if you don't want to leave your car, if you just want to drive and see pretty things, um, you can pretty much just drive. I don't think there's a bad spot in Homer for scenery. Like pretty much everywhere you look, you're just like, wow, that's amazing. I feel like I live in a postcard. That's probably so, the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I live in a postcard. Um, but yeah, if you want to go on hikes here in homer um eveline trail system out east past mcneil canyon there's some it's oh my gosh it's so beautiful um during the summertime i like to go there and uh, walk among the wildflowers and it's just so open and gorgeous it's oh, it makes my soul sing um <laughs> I'm envisioning you like with the start of the sound of music out there now. 
Yes, just twirling. <laughs> just twirling. My apron's flowing in the breeze. It's um, awesome. Right, you're lucky so- I didn't start singing because I really thought about it, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll get a different recording later. <laughs> perfect, perfect. For your own private use. <laughs> perfect. So, what are some of the unexpected challenges of living in Homer? Because obviously it's, it's beautiful. It's kind of a hopping place. You kind of get that, that close community with people that you put the time into getting to know. Uh, but what are some of the unique challenges you didn't really expect when you, when you were initially coming here? Um, housing. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of places to rent in Homer. Um, basically, you just take what you can get. I don't feel like most people who are looking to rent have a lot of decent options. Um, another challenge that I have found is childcare. Uh, just seems like everything fills up really quickly. There's not a lot of childcare providers here in Homer. Well, not a lot of certified licensed child care providers here in Homer. Um, so why is it that it's so hard to find good rental options in Homer? I'm not sure. There's a lot of dry cabins in Homer, which just means like, you know, they don't have running water. Some of them don't even have electricity. And, you know, people are asking, you know, a thousand dollars a month for a dry cabin a one-room dry cabin like insane yeah um a lot of the rentals are outdated um with again people asking a lot for something that's outdated or some rentals are even inaccessible during the winter time um they're just in spots where there's going to be a lot of snowfall, like up on, up at higher elevations, such as on Olson Mountain or um, on Skyline Drive. There's a lot of snowfall. And if you have a dry cabin in those conditions, it's really hard to truck your water in. It's hard to, you know, haul what you need. You need a snow machine to even get there. Um yeah, that, that's kind of the unfortunate part of Homer because it's at the end of the road. And so a lot of people really enjoy the um, kind of the ability to kind of unplug and go out there. But if you're trying to build something, it's the end of the road and it doesn't get much more expensive to transport stuff over there. Correct. Transporting so, things here is a lot. Yeah. And I, I think that's one reason. Um, you don't really get a whole lot of great housing options there just because the cost of building is higher because the cost of transportation is higher. Yes. Now, nothing compared to like what it would be in like, let's say Skagway, Juneau, Sitka, um, something in the Southeast, but still it's not particularly cheap to get stuff there. No, definitely not. Luckily, most of it is on the road system. So... That's nice. <laughs> Can't complain about that too much. No, definitely yeah. not. And I was talking with somebody um, just yesterday about this, though, and he mentioned that for homeowners in that area, 
um, you know, the town was built and I think it was 1962 and they originally didn't have like really any power, you know, water, stuff like that. Certainly nothing provided by the city. And really it was back in, I think it was the seventies and eighties when they started, you know, actually putting in power and starting get, getting rid of the septic tanks right in the middle of town. And to do that though, they had to put like these larger assessments on the properties. So for those who are going to buy right now, it's, you show up and they've got like a $22,000 utility assessment on the property. Yep. Yep. You know, with like the HEA, which is our electrical corporation, um, they charge like, oh gosh, it's so much money. <laughs> <laughs> so cost of utilities, we'll put that in the, in the, the con column then. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's really high. Gotcha. So what are some of the unexpected benefits of living in Homer then? Um, I love living in Homer because I am pretty far removed from places where I would spend money for no reason, like Walmart <laughs> or Target. Um, those might just be me problems though. Um, don't know if anyone else shares that struggle, but I know Target is not a good place for me to be. Um, so <laughs> that's your Vegas, huh? That's the gambling problem. <laughs> And that's my gambling problem was going just like, oh, that's a really cute blanket. Like, wow, this journal is speaking to my soul right now. Yeah, not a great place for me. Oh, that's awesome. I like being able to access um, or have access to view wildlife pretty easily in Homer. Um, there's always a moose around somewhere the bald eagles and the ravens, like there's a pretty good variety of wild creatures to see if you know where to look. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, luckily you guys don't get the, you don't get the Kodiak bears over there. So that, uh, that makes it a little less intense. <laughs> we just get really, really chubby black bears. Oh, but they're black bears and they're chubby. They can't do anything and bad. They're cute. I just want to put them in my pocket. Take them <laughs> home. Which you should not do that, by the way. We are not endorsing that. Do so at your own no, risk. No, no, no. <laughs> do, not, do not pet the bears. Do not eat them. Uh, yeah, I love being in Homer because uh, there's a lot of wild foods here as well. That's like pretty accessible. Um, I like going out and harvesting. Um, you know, devil's club shoots and push shoots in the early spring and the fiddlehead ferns. And like in the late summer, there's some really great spots for berries that I will not share with anybody because they're, they're my spots for berries. Um, right. Well, we'll talk later. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> um, do you guys go and do dip netting or is dip netting kind of beneath yes. you? Cause you've got the, okay, got it. You do go dip netting. Yes. Um, there's some really good spots for dip netting and snagging across the bay. Oh, got it. For some reason, I thought you guys would have to go down to the Kenai like the rest of us, but no, I guess you've got your own, uh, got your own deal going on here. Yep. Now there's some really neat spots across the bay. I've only ever been at night, so I can't direct anybody there, but it's pretty cool. 
Gotcha, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So after, after your time living here for a little bit, um, overall, you know, what's the impression of the town and, um, I guess if you, um, could do it over again, would you? Well, my impression of Homer is this place rocks. <laughs> um, I know every time I've gone back to visit the lower 48, like I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of people and things that I run into on a regular basis. Um, like Homer is just the right size for always being able to meet somebody new, but also pretty much being able to see someone you know every time you go out. Um, I would absolutely do this all over again. Maybe not in the middle of a pandemic, but um, Homer is a great place to be and it's a great place to raise my family and enjoy life. Perfect. Well, that's, that's what you hope to hear. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, Sarah, I really do appreciate your time and, um, you know, kind of getting your, your perspective on what it's like living at the, living at the end of the road. Uh, for those of you who are interested, I guess, in properties down there, I mean, certainly feel free to reach out to me. The information will be in the description or the, the show notes down below. Um, I do not personally service Homer, but I certainly know people down there who do. So feel free to reach out to me and I'll be happy to put you in contact with them. But uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.